time is it? It's Green Comedy Time! Welcome to the Clean Comedy Time podcast. I'm Brian Atkinson, and ordinarily we'd have a comedian as our guest, play some clean comedy clips, and talk about the good, the bad, and the funny. But this episode, we're introducing you to another podcast Aaron Sorrells is doing with Jason Earls about the Soapstone Comedy Club in Horizon Worlds. It's called Well Metaverse. You can find episodes on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. In this episode of Well Metaverse, drama-driven culture. We have a culture right now that's developing that is very drama-driven. Right. The posts that in the Facebook group that get the most engagements are the ones where somebody's throwing mud. Yeah. You know, and then boom, other people get riled up. Next thing you know, I mean, I got to delete the whole post because people are not being very nice. Right. <laughs> and, and can you talk about that? How can I, we address the drama-driven culture. Yeah. I'll, I'll lob that softball over to you, man. <laughs> That's great. Welcome to Well Metaverse, the podcast where Jason Earls and Aaron Sorrells navigate the explosive growth in the metaverse. Buckle up, because we are in for a heck of a ride. Jason, good to see you, man. Likewise, brother. Glad we both got the memo about the white shirts, brother. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm all dolled up for you today because I just came from uh, hosting the Laughter RX uh, Symposium, uh, which which was super cool. It's okay. All right, so I'm gonna start right off and tell you about this because, uh, like, I'm on a high right now because yeah. of how much knowledge I just absorbed. So, Gilda's Club. Uh, in Grand Rapids here started a thing called Laugh Fest. Okay. Super cool comedy festival. Uh, pre-pandemic, it was the longest uh, um, or the, the longest running comedy festival, not right. start to finish, but but as far as number of days in a row, it's yeah. a 10 day comedy festival. Uh, post-pandemic, they're, they're back to five days, which is, which is still pretty cool. Wow. <laughs> but um, Gilda's Club is a cancer and grief counseling center basically it's a support group that uh, that named after gilda radner um and so like this connection of laughter and healing laughter and recovery you know it's it's central to all this so they uh like three years ago they started putting together this symposium for healthcare workers uh for nurses and social workers and they bring in speakers to talk about the the science behind laughter and health and Ooh. it's awesome so so i sit on the committee for that for that group and uh and today and they asked if i would come in and host it so i got to just uh sit in front of the fire hose and learn uh oh, whew, man you hey I, I don't know if you know this but uh laughter come to find out is a pretty good thing yeah <laughs> <laughs> dude i wish i could have you got to drop some nuggets, share some notes when you get a chance, man. Uh, well, uh, you know, it's funny because right before you called in, I was actually just reviewing through some of the notes and I won't, I won't get into all of it because I can't, but I mean, here I've got like, 
like about 15 different benefits that I like that I wrote down that there's some kind of science, you know, and this, this gal, uh, Nancy Norton, she's a nurse and, and, uh, and a comedian. Um, she was just spitting these with sources, you know, but I don't have the sources, but I got the knowledge and the info. Yeah. So, <laughs> so here's some of the physical benefits of humor and laughter. It boosts your immunity. It lowers the stress hormone. Uh, so in other words, like it's when you laugh, it signals to your body that the threat has passed. Uh, it decreases pain. Like if you are experiencing pain and you laugh, it will decrease wow. pain. They, um, she referred to it as an indigenous morphine, which I don't know what that means, but <laughs> wow. um, it relaxes your muscles. It facilitates blood flow and it improves your memory. Like if you hear something and laugh, it'll anchor that memory. Uh, so that's just the physical benefits. The mental wow. benefits, it eases anxiety and fear. It relieves stress. It actually will increase your optimism. If you laugh, you will be more optimistic. It enhances your resilience. It improves your problem-solving ability. Uh, It increases the aha moments or the revelation. Like, by the way, I can see each one of these. You're like, give me, because I I don't... uh, I'm writing. Like, I can't even keep up now. <laughs> You're like, I'll get it when I hear the podcast. <laughs> okay, so it increases your perspective, you know, like a diverse perspective, being able yeah. to look at things in different ways. And then here's the social family and work benefits. One, it makes you more attractive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Six kids. <laughs> six, six kids. Hashtag six kids. Right. <laughs> uh, it strengthens relationships. I mean, you and I, like, we, we haven't spent that much time physically together, but man, we got a strong relationship. Yeah, and absolutely. That laughter helps. It enhances teamwork. It diffuses conflict. If there's conflict going on and there's laughter introduced, it'll diffuse that conflict. And then also it just helps for bonding. How's that for a list? Bro, that, yeah, that's just amazing, dude. <laughs> oh, and just, I mean, just uh, it, that, that underscores the value of what, of what we do and what you do, what you, uh, what you set up in the metaverse, brother. Oh man. It's, there is a lot of laughter coming through. Uh, coming through the the soapstone there, yeah, a lot of people laughing. Uh, yeah, it's... dude, I I was talking about soapstone yesterday on a um on a I guess on a on a broadcast. Uh huh. There's a comedian by the name of um Akintunde. Hmm. Probably Akintunde is probably I would say the most if influential. Um comedian on the the black gospel circuit mm. i do i mean i love this brother man and he, i mean he's doing some amazing amazing things so it's kind of like when it comes to when it comes to like comedy specifically in in the christian world it's kind of like it's, it's like like christian music it's kind of like you got that you know you got one group over here, typically the what do they call it, the CMA, uh, okay. and then the GMA. You know, uh, yeah. So you got like the like the Kurt Franklins, you know, the the Donna McKirklins, the the um, Israel. Well, Israel Halton's kind of blend of both, right? Yeah, 
Yeah, but then, and then over here you got Amy Grant, the Chris Tomlin, and all that stuff. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and right. so everybody that's kind of Aaron and I met kind of on the Chris Tomlin. Uh, Tomlin. <laughs> right, right, right. But there is more the more GMA comedy conference, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's a uh, yeah. So we got the Christian Comedy Association. Then you got the Living on Laughter Gospel Association. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. And so man, so Akintunde is. Now he's crushing it. I mean, man, he's, I mean, he's done, he's an amazing producer. He's produced uh, commercials, nationwide commercials for Denny's. Uh, the people like very well sought after. And so yeah. we were talking about the metaverse and I was telling him about the soapstone. Like, man, you need to come up in the soapstone. Maybe we'll right. get a, maybe we'll get a, uh, a black gospel night. No. <laughs> hey, yeah, I'm all about it. I'm all about it. By the way, uh, you're making waves in there. I've, I've heard from a couple people that have said that they've seen you in there and uh, and enjoyed it, you know, and enjoyed talking to you and whatnot. So, oh, cool. Uh, yeah. However, you know, when when you're in there, it's, it's, uh, it's rippling. Uh-huh. Yeah, man. It's funny, man. I was in there. I showed up in the soapstone and it was one guy in there. I forget his name. And uh, so he started, and I was, and the beautiful thing is, I love showing up in the soapstone when nobody's there because it makes me work on, like, get some awkward kinks out of my set. Oh, uh, yeah. Online presence. Yeah. It's so good because part of it, it's, I fall back into that that amateur state where nobody's in here, like the, the insecurities of like, man, I want to get up there and like, this is going to be awkward. And I make myself get on stage and fight through the awkwardness, man. It's (laughs) so cool. And so I've kind of made this deal with myself is I don't show up in the metaverse unless I can get on stage. Mm. So, so if if I'm gonna show up, I need to get on stage at least one time, run one joke, one joke real quick. Man, just, that's that's just good. To sharpen that axe, even if it's yeah. even if it's if it's a you know if I gotta find go somewhere else right quick and find some way to get on stage, and like ain't nobody in yeah, there. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yo, I, I don't wanna, I don't necessarily want to ruin. Let me try this out in a, in an awkward state. Then let me yeah. go on the soapstone and yeah. get somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, there's there's not only value to that, to pushing out of the comfort zone of uh, like a big audience, uh, but looking out, seeking out that that awkwardness. Yeah. There's not only value in that, but there's also excitement and adrenaline in that. Yeah, man, to to walk it like I I ended up in the soapstone, and you know this this rarely happens, but I I was in there. And there wasn't a single person in there that I knew or even knew who I was. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, I'm like, I'm like walking around and nobody knows who I am. And I'm like, all right, I'm getting up and I'm doing a set. Oh, and I man. did. <laughs> and uh, it, it, it started a little bit rocky. I'm not going to lie. It was like, <laughs> it's like, is this thing on? You know, people are having full blown conversations and, uh, but I mean, I, I, I worked through it. I pushed through it and it was all right. <laughs> yeah. That's the beauty of it, which if you're going to do that, you can't go unprepared. You got to like, okay, oh, what am yeah. I going to do? <laughs> yeah. Right. You can't have that fallback. Like, oh, I can always just start talking to the audience and it's right. Gonna, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, so, so I was in the soapstone doing this and one guy came in 
And we just started talking. He was like, yeah, I like, he was like, tell me a joke. And I was like, well, I was telling my process and I got up there and did it in front of him. Uh. And then I got off stage and was like, all right, you go now. And he was like, nah, I just tell little jokes now every now and then. And then he started telling me some. They were actually pretty good. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, dude, get on stage with it. And then I was like, okay, I got, I got on stage and I showed him how I would do that joke. Nice. But then told him like, hey, but that's not my joke, it's yours. He tried to give it to me. I'm like, no, you take it. Find yeah. something to do with it because it's funny. Even if it's yeah. not being on stage with it, find some type of way to put it in print. There you go. Or make a meme out of it. But just yeah. somewhere, don't don't just sit on the joke. Go ahead and be empowered with the joke. And I, so for me, that I'm, and, and that's the beauty of Soapstone. It's, I keep telling people, man, it's more like a, it's more than just a comedy club now. Mm, yeah. You know, it's this social space where you go and, and man, and <clears throat> the best way I could describe it is, Imagine a comedy club that's kind of like Cheers, the TV yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's when that's a like good description. I also heard the description. Yeah, yeah. Get it, get it. <laughs> <laughs> so I heard I heard a description that I that I really liked. Um, and and somebody said that the soapstone is like an amateur's comedy club. Which at first that like stuck with me like, ooh, wait a minute. No, uh, we got pros coming through here too. Yeah. But he wasn't saying it as an insult. He was saying it as a, as a positive thing. He's right. like, this is an accessible comedy club. This is a comedy club where people feel comfortable, where they can come in and just try something. That's uh, good. And I was like, ooh, all right, all right. That's good, man. <laughs> That's so <Yeah>. good. <laughs> And you know, underscoring the the culture of it, man. Yeah, it's just like that's dude. So proud of you, dude. You oh, well, it, and you, and you, man. I mean, you like the role that you have already played in this. And and again, like when I say you're making ripples, like I mean, I got people coming up to me saying, "Oh, I met Jason in here." So the people yeah. are hearing this podcast, seeing us on here if they're watching the video cast. And then seeing you in there, and you're impacting people, man. Wow. You you are building the soapstone. It's it's awesome, and it, and it's going well. Like I yeah, got some stats updates. Like so, we now have had over forty seven thousand visitors through the soapstone. By the way, that's up three thousand five hundred from last week. Sheesh. So we we continue to snowball. We continue. To have people that that come in, I was talking to a community guide, and somebody came into Horizon for the first time and was like, "How do I get to this comedy club that I've heard about?" Like, <laughs> by the way, that doesn't hurt my feelings when the people that are employed by Meta and Horizon are hearing people come in and say, "Hey, I heard about the Soapstone, so I'm here." <laughs> right. You know. Yeah. But we we still overall visitors uh, per week. We've still got over 10,000 weekly visitors. So that's an interesting number. That means that about, um, you know, call it 65 to 70% of our visitors are return visitors. So wow. that's, that's a, a big deal right there. Uh, people are spending time there. We're still at about a 19 minute average visit, which is an eternity in, yeah. 
in virtual reality land and the team soapstone that facebook group uh we're now up to over 1200 members which is up 10 percent from last week wow. and, and you got 10 percent weekly growth that's that's wild dude that is amazing bro so dude so i i saw something that um that I, I saw a problem that I'm intrigued about. Okay. All right. Well, you know, it's funny. Okay. I want you to say that, but I'll tell you the thing that's on my heart that, that I want to talk to you about is problems, yeah. but, but tell me what you saw. No, I, so I saw it posted. I saw a bunch of people hovered around the keypad and it said that the backstage backstage uh, <laughs> code had been compromised. <laughs> <laughs> I, I i know the post you're talking about yeah and it was uh, all right so the code like oh my goodness this code like i decided to be kind of kind of smart and i i changed the code uh because it had already been leaked out to everybody so i changed it and i changed it to eight six seven five which of course goes in with that song eight six seven five three oh and like People like that, and they were making jokes about it. And it took yeah. about four seconds for it to get leaked. And then somebody posted that and said, the code has been compromised. <laughs> <laughs> somebody made a world. Somebody made a world called the Soapstone Code. And it was just a photo of 8675. Like that took, wow. that took about a half hour for somebody to get out there and, and do. So, so we had to rethink the whole thing. And we've got it worked out now to where the where everybody now has access backstage i'm like you know what let's just open it up if we're not going to be able to keep it a secret let's just open it up right uh and then and then we move the keypad up to the tech booth so if somebody needs to get temporary access so they can get on stage anytime they want or they can get in the tech booth an existing tech uh will bring them up they can type in the code and then and then go gotcha <laughs> But I'll t yeah, but I mean, it's so the thing I've been struggling with is, you know, you and I have talked about how culture eats strategy for breakfast. Yeah. You know how important culture is. Mm -hmm. And there's a couple of things that are happening with our culture that are very concerning to me. Okay. There's things that I'm seeing that I'm like, man, we got to nip this in the bud somehow. We got to, we got to shift the direction we're going. And frankly, I mean, I feel powerless to do it. Mm. I don't, I don't know how I could do it. And the one is exactly what you're talking about. The code has been compromised. We have a culture right now that's developing that is very drama driven. Right. The posts that in the Facebook group that get the most engagements are the ones where somebody's throwing mud. Yeah, You know, and then boom, other people get riled up. Next thing you know, I mean, I got to delete the whole post because people are not being very nice. Right. <laughs> and, and can you talk about that? How can I, we address the drama driven culture? Yeah. I'll, I'll lob that softball over to you, man. <laughs> That's great. Man, I instantly think about my stint as the president of the CCA. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, 
like there were a few blowups on Facebook that just, uh, oh man, it, just, it was just so frustrating to deal with. Typically, because you know, whether people over overreacting, just people being uh, drama kings, <laughs> you know. Uh, drama queens, you know, but it's more drama kings. Mm-hmm. I think so. It's so. So, what do you do? How do you deal with it? One, like one thing I did is I would always get on and like, okay, let's let's here's a here's a culture reset. Mm-hmm. Here's what we're about, and just coming out as as a leader, just saying, hey, here's what we are about, and if like typically. And the and these the instances instances that we saw was people having the drama was somebody having a problem with somebody, so it was Facebook arguing mm. that, of course, and people like seeing bonfires. That's just mm. reality. So calling it out and, and creating that culture is like, yo, that's not what we're about. If you got a problem with somebody, get on the phone with them. Don't do it on Facebook because that's a sign of immaturity, mm. and just. Calling it what it is. I remember seeing that message from you. I, yeah. I remember seeing you address the CCA in a video message and yeah. saying exactly that. Get on the phone. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You know, and so it's so let like let's say for instance, if if whatever so the question is one, if what's the opposite of drama driven? Mm. So if, if, if there are people who are drama driven or the drama driven energy is kind of slowing down the train a little bit, what is the opposite? And how do you set vision, a goal or core value that represents the opposite of the drama vision, drama I mean, drama driven, drivenness, and create a saying, a slogan behind it, and I mean just, and you market that, whatever that, I, I, and the word that I'm thinking is a core value. Uh, what's that core value? Uh, you know, it could be. We are we are not drop just for instance we're not drama driven, and so so every time that stuff shows up it's like yo we're not drama driven this is a drama driven post that's not what we're about and just consistently having to reset it like that and calling it out every time I think that's that's one way you deal with it but then also whatever that core value is. You celebrate that. You point everything to that. You don't necessarily let it shine when when the drama shows up, mm. but you point to it and celebrate it when the drama's not there. And when you see it, like, yo, that's who, this is what we're about. We're about this, 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 because we are not drama-driven. We celebrate each other. Boom, 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 boom. That's good, man. So this is what... This is what came to mind for me as you're talking about that. The, what is the opposite of drama driven? And I think it's diffusing conflict. I don't know if that's the right wording. Okay. But, but when, you know, when a, when a bomb is diffused 
or when there's something that could be explosive mm-hmm. and and the situation is alleviated. Right. You know, that's what we want to get to. And and actually I guess that comes down to the rooms too. Like not even necessarily personal individual conflict, which I mean we've had there we've had that big time. Yeah. Big time. And you know, and it's not the stuff that's being surfaced on Facebook. I told the Facebook, the people that monitor the Facebook group, you know, if we got a negative throwing mud post, it's it's just not going to make it on the, on the page anymore. We we don't need it. Um, there's, there's been enough of that garbage. Um, and it's, it's fine to show some of that and have people see that, okay, there's things that people can learn from it, but it just, it gets too toxic too quick. So we're just shutting it down. But so the stuff that's not on the Facebook, like I get people contacting me and saying, this person did this, this, and this. And then somebody else is saying this person did this, this, and this. Now I got to try to investigate. And <laughs> and it's like, oh. You got time to do that mess. <laughs> right, right. It's like, and, and you can't do it. Like it's. Right. It, ugh. I mean, even people send photo and video evidence. I'm like, man. Like- so, but here's what I started doing. Like with the, in the CCA, I started saying when people would call me with the drama, mm-hmm. I would say, "Hey, did you call them?" Okay. And they're like, "No, I didn't. I just decided to call you." Like, okay, so just know that the soapstone is a little different. Uh, particularly because with the CCA, everybody claimed that they were Christians. Mm-hmm. So, so with that, I could kind of hold a like, hey, so here's there's this Christian principle for for those who those who listen and don't know. There's this Christian principle that says if your brother offends you, you go and talk to him yourself. Yeah. Then if that doesn't work, you get another party and you go to them still in private. You know, get yeah, get yeah. a get a second or third person, and then if that and that doesn't work, then you go public, and kind of yeah. you know you know yeah. create that person. So, so when somebody come to me, I was like, "Yo, did you talk to him? Did you talk to them by yourself?" Like, no. Like, so you skipping steps because the goal isn't necessarily while the goal is not necessarily to put somebody in a place. The goal is for Christian unity, for us to be unified. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you skip the step, why are you skipping the step in unity? Maybe you want to make this about you and your own desire. So maybe it's more about you than the actual offense that somebody gave. Mm. You know, so so let me take that to the soapstone. So how does that work? Similar in soapstone, like even though it's not necessarily christian here's the principle like if if somebody did something and i'm coming to you aaron because you own this you you created that world why am i coming to you maybe i want some favor yeah from aaron so now i'm tattletelling yeah and so 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 then so so then aaron responsibility what i would do is i would call people to a higher standard Mm mm-hmm like, yeah, yeah, I, I know that bothered you. I know it bothers you so much, you want to blast them publicly. But that's not the way you're supposed to go about it. If you truly are a more mature person or growing towards maturity, 
your responsibility is to go to them and talk to them. And if you ain't going to go talk to them, then it shouldn't be a problem then. Yeah. So yeah. What, I, what I found is <laughs> people would even squash it. I don't want to go talk to him. So I, it, it's not a problem. I just realized I was making it. <laughs> All right. That works. <laughs> right? So, yeah. So that's what I started. And that started, help, that started helping me not, that lightened the burden some. Yeah. Yeah. But also, I had to make sure that I could have those conversations with integrity. So whenever somebody oh. did something that I offense that offended me or that bothered me, dude, I pick up the phone like, yo, yeah. hey, explain to me <laughs> this post. Like I saw this post. I'm interpreting it one way and yeah. I realize that I'm I'm I can be off. So help me understand what you were saying. Yeah. yeah. But notice what I did there. I didn't go to the person assuming that their perspective was how I interpreted. I gave them the benefit of doubt yeah. and let them explain to what their stuff was. And sometimes I got a little bit of clarity and sometimes I got a little bit of confirmation that, yeah, I read it right. They are off. Uh-huh. Yeah, right, right. So so I'm taking some notes here uh, because in this, I love the way that these conversations just just come together and, and build off off themselves, you know, because we talked about being a culture that's the opposite of drama driven, a culture that diffuses conflict. Um, and now we've just walked through this conflict resolution process. And I love it when biblical wisdom is applicable outside of churches. Yeah. Because that, that process that you just laid out, like, I mean, that's just a good process. <laughs> it know, is, bro. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, the conflict resolution process. The soapstone conflict resolution process that we thought up by ourselves or got from the Bible or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you know, first it's one on one. If we right. got a problem with somebody, we address it one on one. We don't have to go talk to people, other people about it. Try to hit it directly one on one. If that can't be accomplished, get a, ne- a neutral third party involved in the conversation. And then if that don't work, if that doesn't work, then try to get leadership involved. Yeah. Um, I, that's a good pro I'm, I mean, this is going to be published, but before people hear this uh, podcast, this process will be published. Um, and, uh, and they'll hear it and they'll be like, Oh, that's where that came from. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's good, man. I, yeah. I, I, I just think, and I, I even try to do that on, on Facebook if I see something inappropriate that I that I don't want to see or this offensive, instead of clicking report, yeah, you know, report anonymously. Oh, because that's what a lot of people do. They hide behind their Facebook Facebook gangsters. Uh-huh. They tell people like, "Man, they did that. I got them shut down." But you never went to the person yourself. So I typically like, hey, and I try to be very gracious. Like, hey, I saw you posted this. I don't know if it was on purpose or not, you know, but, yo, it was kind of, yeah, it was kind of out of pocket. And so, you know, from, from from my vantage point. Man, that that brings up another good point because the um, we've been screaming report, report, report from the rooftops because 
people that experience something that's against the community standards, r- racism, homophobia, yeah. um, uh, bullying, things like this. Um, we've been saying report that, which, which maybe we should keep saying that, yeah. but, but maybe it should be, you know, tell them it's against the standards and then report. I don't know. That's that, that might be a little different though, because yeah, it's yeah. hostile. Yeah. On stage, it on like when it's, when it's public on stage, somebody saying something, it got, again, you got to decide what I have seen in the soapstone was <laughs> <laughs> somebody dude, this dude got up and he said, he gave a racist joke, dude, about black people. Uh-huh. And, uh, Dude, I, I I was like, did he really just say that? <laughs> and some people were like, man, that was funny. And then other black folks were like, yo, let's talk about it, like because oh, dude, okay, they and they went outside and started challenging the dude. And some some of the soapstone gatekeepers like reported, so we had the opportunity to vote him out. The, and you know what the, the person that made the joke? Yep. Okay. Okay. So they were outside talking, and he was talking noise, man. Mm. Talking a lot. He talking a whole lot of noise. And uh, when it came up to vote him out, everybody like, no, don't vote him out, y'all. No, let's keep it. Let's keep the conversation going. Let's keep the conversation going. Let's keep talking to him. Yeah. But every, you know, vote by the time everybody had voted him out, he was gone. Of course. And then people like, man, I wish y'all wouldn't have done that. Like, we should have oh, okay. talked to that dude. Wow. But clearly, clearly that dude was immature because he couldn't even have the decent conversation. Yeah. You know. So, yeah, I don't know. I just so the goal is like so in in my mind, I'm thinking, you know, what's the ultimate goal? Is the ultimate goal for soap soapstone to develop leaders um and, and mature human beings? Because if 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 you want to develop leaders and mature human beings, then like sometimes you gotta you gotta be able to, the mature people have to be okay with not necessarily cutting cutting something off at the head right away, yeah. But just like hey, let's have this conversation and tra- training mm. people how to deal with when the drama or the conflict rises. Hmm. Well, yeah, that's uh, first off, that's that's awfully big of the people that were involved in that situation to hear something that that was incredibly offensive and racist and to to not respond angrily, but to respond in a from an education standpoint. That's that's big of people to do. And and like I've I've talked to people and I've said, you know, we can't really sniff out intent, but you can a little bit. And sometimes there's a hostile intent and sometimes people are just ignorant. Yeah. You know, and if they're ignorant, actually I, I I had the opportunity to have this conversation with somebody right in front of the person I was talking about. And I was like, I was like, listen to what this person said. It's just because he's ignorant. He doesn't get it. You know, and, and the guy's like, Hey, I'm right here. I'm like, good. I'm glad you're here. And he's like, you're, you, you're offensive. You're calling me ignorant. I'm like, do you know what ignorant means? Or are you ignorant? (laughs) 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 You know, but yeah, I mean, sometimes people just don't know they're not educated on 
how it's going to impact somebody else or the fact yeah. that, Hey, this is why that hurts. And they're, and they're just trying to be funny or whatever. But yeah, sometimes people are ignorant and a little bit of education and that boy, that, that concept of if we're trying to, you know, without putting ourselves in too high of a mission here, if we're trying to make the world a better place, then the people that are in a spot to be rightfully offended sometimes need to push past that and, and look to, to, you know, to help instead. Absolutely. Hmm. Absolutely. Man. You know, the way that you, um, you know, you, the way that you change your, well, change is the wrong word. The way that you help a rebellious teenager is not always to kick them out, even though sometimes that might need be necessary. Yeah. Like, but to have some conversations about a bring, help and bring understanding about the offenses that are being made. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry to use teenagers for, for that example, but it's just, you know, that's, that's where my mind goes to, you know, cause ultimately a lot of times we want control <clears throat> and not necessarily, that's not a negative thing. Let me say that. Like, you know, like, and, and it's in a, in a comedy club, even as a comedian on stage, like we want to control the room. That's the goal. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's the stuff yeah, that right. get out of the whack. Yeah. So yeah. control isn't a, isn't a bad thing, but what happens when things are out of control? You know, do you want to, and I'm of, I'm of the impression where, man, I want people to voluntarily lead, follow me yeah. as opposed to making them follow me. Mm. You know? Boy, that's and, a big difference. Dude, absolutely. They say a, a true leader takes a walk and other people follow him. Mm. But a person who thinks he's a leader and is not, when he goes on a walk, he's just going for a walk <laughs> by himself. That's beautiful. That could be embroidered on a pillow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Uh Golly, this is, we're 36 minutes in and we've run a marathon. We're, <laughs> we, we got a lot of stuff uh, covered already, man. Yeah. You know, it's like, what, what is the goal of the soapstone is the goal to keep it a pristine environment or is the goal to grow through, grow together, you know, um, Cause, cause you, cause they're not the same thing at all. In fact, they're, yeah. they're, they're opposites. You know, if, if the goal is to maintain a pristine environment, then first offense, boom, you get rid of somebody. Right. But if the goal is to grow together, then you better believe it's going to go off the rails sometimes. And dude, but I've seen you in there when somebody, like if the goal would have been, you know, the first thing that you said, you know, when when we were in the room together a few times as a world creator, you could have like, get out of here. <laughs> but dude, I've seen you graciously just walk with somebody through that stuff, dude. Even on stage, you're like, hey, could you, hey, we're kind of doing something. Could you, could you get off stage? And I'm sitting watching, I'm like, man, this dude is, amazingly <laughs> gracious and patient. <laughs> I am until I'm not. And, yeah. and, and then the great, sword yeah. and the soapstone comes out. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but it's good. It's like, hey, I mean, and, and, and that's respectable. 
You know, like, hey, yo, he asked you a few times. Now you get the sore. It's yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's why, I, like, once somebody gets the, by the way, random man, he, he also has the ability to remove people. And he's probably more patient than I am. Wow. And, and then I get, like, people that come up to me. And, I, I mean, there's two things that I hear that I, that I just really love hearing. That's a sarcastic remark, by the way. <laughs> but I get people that come up and they're like, hey, there's some kind of bug. Every time I come into the world, I just teleport to this thing and I fall through this door and then it teleports me back out. And I'm like, no kidding. And you have no idea how that happened, huh? No, I just, <laughs> so I'll give you a hint. Somebody hit you with either the sword or the spear and and, and you don't remember anything about that. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, uh, yeah, it's... uh. Yeah, and then and then the other thing that people will say is, you know, oh, I I got I got removed for no reason, and now I want to come back. And I don't know. I mean, sometimes sometimes I'll say, you know what? All right, let's uh, let's bring you back, give you another yeah. shot. Other times, well, and if they say I screwed up, you know, hey, you know what, man, I was out of line. I got removed. Um, I want to come back. Then they'll come back. You know. Even if we get burned again down the road, if they say that, they'll come back. But when they say, yeah, I don't know what happened. Nah, I don't know how to undo it. Sorry, bud. <laughs> Dude, that, that teenage girl who got booted out because she was kept coming on stage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, she came back on stage, dude. She somehow she came back in. And I, she was apologizing on stage. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. And that was cool. That was, that was so cool. Yeah. I ran because we were in the middle of a conversation where somebody was talking to you and I heard her and I ran up. I ran from backstage like, man, I want to encourage her. Yeah. It yeah. was it was cool, man. I forgot about that. Yeah. Because and, and she's something was dramatic was going on where she was at. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It, it's stuff like that. Like, yeah, that's disruptive that was a disruptive situation it was a distracting situation it wasn't a good situation but what does it really hurt right and i think we probably should tell people who don't know what's going on like what happened that's probably a good idea yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so y'all aaron and i were on stage oh, this is for more than just me and you that's right, right. <laughs> so aaron and i were on stage and this girl kept coming on she kept coming on stage and Aaron kept graciously saying, hey, can you, we need you to go off stage. And she kept inching her way on. And then you heard her say um, something. She said she was saying to somebody who was actually in her physical space. And then she was like, mom, shut the door, get out. Like, <laughs> but that's about that time, everybody like, yeah, let's get her out of here. Like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but then she came back later and uh man apologized, which is so good. Yeah, that was that's cool. We should probably talk about what we were doing there, which so for our the last podcast that actually I guess we don't even really have to talk about it because the people listening to this probably would have just listened to that. But last week we got to record the podcast in virtual reality at the soapstone. We ran into technical difficulties on Zencaster the um, platform that we normally record on. And uh, so we just jumped in there and came into a full room and said, Hey, y'all want to hear us record our podcast. And, and everybody, 
well, not everybody. Most of the people were like, yeah, and it, and it was great. That was so cool. Even uh, that, but that wasn't Mark Zuckerberg that came in though. No, no, it, it, yeah, there is. <laughs> so there is the lookalike, which I I got a doppelganger. Actually, I think they deleted the account, but there was somebody that created a clone account of me. Yeah, yeah. So I, 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 so Mark, if you're listening, I I know I know how it feels, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm sorry I interrupted. You said, man. No. So, yeah, we oh, yeah. To- yeah. That, that was so. That was kind of that working without a net. You know, the fact is, like these recording in this platform where you and I are just looking at each other and and we're just dynamically spitballing back and forth. Like this works really well. Like yeah. there's hardly any editing needed uh, going through this. Uh, oftentimes, I will like we hit play and then we hit stop. And that entire thing from start to finish will be the the podcast, you know. Right. Um, but then we went in there, <laughs> <laughs> and it's chaos and it's uh, unpredictable. But it felt good, it you did. know, to step into yeah. the unknown, step into the challenge a little bit, and just work through it. Be able to problem solve on the spot, you know. Yeah, and taking questions and interacting Ooh. with people that was that was the beautiful part to me. But it's funny doing it. I was like, "Man, I don't know how this podcast is going to turn out." <laughs> I, I had my concerns as well. <laughs> but man, but again, it's for me the value that we added to people and that people took away. Being able to just have them conversations and them asking us questions was so good, man. Right. Well, and that's what happens with this conversation, like. It's it's not scripted out. You know, we might have some bullet points that we want to hit, but we're waiting for those organic learning and teachable moments to come up. Right. And and then just and then just addressing them. And that's what it turned into in the soapstone. You know, Absolutely. there were there we just were were able to organically riff and engage with people. And I mean that's that's just special. Absolutely, dude. So good, brother. So, so, so good. Yeah. So what are the other, and like, I know we don't have a lot of time left, dude. It's, you said problems. We only talked about one. Yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, we've done this thing, which is a good thing where we've brought in uh, six hosts that are the Soapstone oh, hosts. Oh, yeah, dude. Dude, it's so good. And, and these six hosts, like they're, they're leaders, they're host leaders, yeah. you know, all of them have the outlook that they're going to be able to build people up, uh, to do what they're doing. Like none of them are like, I got to hold on to this thing. They're like, I'm going to build people up and to do what I'm doing. And, and it's, it's good, you know, but you know, it was the techs before and now there's the techs and the hosts. Right. And there's a little bit of, you know, hierarchy driven drama, you know, there's a little bit of jealousy here and there. There's a little bit of questioning of, okay, where do I lie in the pecking order? And I, I titled it uh, status silos, <sighs> you know, uh, and I don't know, I don't know quite what to do about it. Man. Yeah, that's, 
my mind goes to like when like when else has that show when else has it showed up? So I know when there were two brothers or the disciples arguing. Well, one mom came like, "Hey man, let let my sons have some seats up beside you," or the. Uh, you know, or the disciples saying, asking who was the greatest mm. in the kingdom. Mm. And uh, it was like, man, the greatest among you be the servants. Yeah. You know, so like you want status, start washing some jokers' feet. Mm. You know, that's who, that's who, you know, so like, I don't know, he, he didn't, when Jesus was doing that, and leading them or rebuking their their status seeking, he pointed to humility mm. as opposed to, okay, let me start. Okay, uh, you in charge. I'm going to put, okay, you rank number one disciple. You rank two, three, four. Uh, Judas, you, right now you 10, but we're going to move you to 12 when we go get something to eat. <laughs> you know like he he never necessarily ranked them yeah, yeah. there was there were a few of them who were like closer to him so we went on just an occasional extra camping trip with him but it was like yo i'm a okay you on status model what i'm doing and that's serving people you know i think of the biggest thing like that sticks out to me it's whoever that brother is that's in charge of the broom. Like you see, the <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> to me, like, dude, he's serving and don't have to serve. Like, dude, you don't have to sweep. Ain't no dust in the metaverse. But Man of the beers, cool. shout out to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you're sweeping. So it's like, man, like, let's, I, you know, and again, I don't know. I, what's the, it's the metaverse. Well, I'm I'm saying that, but let me finish it. It's the metaverse. Why are you seeking status? Yeah. But having said that, who you are in real life is multiplied and underscored in the metaverse. So if you want status, approval uh, in real life, when you get in the metaverse, you're going to start to see it. Yeah. And so I think it's helping people to see that and how to embrace humility as opposed to the pecking order. Like what, with all of it, it seems like it's people who want status, whether it's the people who start drama because they just want to say that they got a panic button and can push and say that the world is on fire or the code has been compromised. (laughs) Or if it's, I'm the, I want to be in charge because I'm a tech person. Now you got these. Now you got the um, the people, who, the the show MCs. I'm losing a little bit of control. Uh, that that strokes my ego, or gives me some uh, gives me some type of status quo that I'm seeking, some type of uh, affirmation. Uh. Uh, a check in my in my uh, in my identity. So, and but again, I, all of that that's the beauty of what we do. Like, there's this the idea in Christendom is like as you are going, you help people become better. 
you help them look better. So as as you're going through the metaverse, you help people see this stuff in themselves and how to work that stuff out. Hmm. That's a greater burden, though. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes it could be a statement like, yo, like, what is it about status that you want so bad that that you want to be a tech leader or, or MC and have some status over the tech person, over the MC? Like, yo, that's that's a character. Something's going on with your character. Yeah. Not not aside from understanding who's who's in order. Cause I tell you, I did get frustrated with a tech person. Every time I told a joke, they hit the boom, boom, boom. I'm like, dude, stop doing that. Yeah. Right. Or if the joke don't go good, like, wah, 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 wah. Yeah. right, right. <laughs> yeah. Those those should be lightly peppered in. Right. <laughs> yeah. Or the or the rapid fire hit when they hit it like ten times in a row. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, man, you know, coming back to what you said about that, about the first issue, what's the opposite of what's happened? What's the opposite of being drama driven? So really what we're talking about, um, what's the opposite of being uh, status driven and it's humility and service. Yeah. So kind of, I've got to, got to do that. And then, and then the other thing with the text, like, I mean, I feel like I've kind of failed them a bit as a, as a leader. And, and there's not, you know, I mean, part of it's been intentional, like not intentionally failing them, but my approach has been intentional to, to get more people in there than, than um, is just the minimum and kind of let, let them decide what's the right action to take and really empower them. But I, I feel like I might've gone way too far in that direction to where like the people that are in the, the tech position now, um, they, I don't think they have leadership structure that they can go to necessarily. Cause it's yeah. kind of like out of 150 people, they're all considered equal. Um, and, and I'm not accessible, uh, that often. Right. Uh, I mean, I, I, I am, and I'm not, I'm engaged, but you know, if somebody decides, Hey, I want to go talk to Aaron, they, they can't always get me. Yeah. Um, nor, nor do I want them to, frankly, uh, just because it's, it, you know, that's, I, you know, it, it, like, I'm not the guy with the answers, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just a guy, <laughs> but, but again, going, I feel like I might've gone too far in that direction mm-hmm. to where like, now you've got, you've got great potential tech leaders that may have gotten frustrated, moved on and you got maybe not great tech leaders that are stepping up into that position and aren't being really groomed, aren't being, and you talked about it, you know, under three things that trembles and the fourth one, it crumbles, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and if you, if you don't catch that quote, that, that slaughtered uh, misrepresentation of a quote, go back and listen to one of the first episodes because Jason <laughs> said it a lot better than I did. Uh, yeah. So the, the principle is, you know, like who are the faithful ones? Like who, like who, 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 and who in these areas are showing themselves to be faithful? And you consistently entrust those things to them. That that's the discipleship pr- principle. Second uh, Timothy two two. Uh, you know the things that you heard those the the, the the things that you've learned from me, 
and trust those, the faithful men who will be able to teach others also. And so it's, okay, who's showing themselves as faithful, even though they might have some some quirks about them, but you entrust those things to them so that they'll go back and show other people. You don't want the people who are unfaithful. So you find those who are the faithful tech people, who are the MCs, and you you drill that those core values in them. I'm like, yo, this is what we got. We're about this, and everybody has to know that. So I need y'all to be champions of this. I need y'all to spread it. Yeah, you know, we're more about humility than trying to run this this virtual world. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, I've got those, like the six core hosts that are going to be taking it, carrying it forward to other hosts. I think I need to get that same, uh, like half dozen or, or 10 or however many people that are, that are considered tech leaders. Yeah. That can be the people that are, you know, not necessarily working tech, but popping into multiple different instances and, Pointing people in the right direction. Right. You know, that's a, that's a tough thing to say on a leadership podcast, you know, how to navigate exponential growth and all this and listen to us and talk about leadership, but then say, you know what? I, I feel like I kind of blew it on this, on this one, but but I think that's the thing to say in the leadership podcast, because how many leaders blow it and never want to admit it, and everybody else knows that they're blowing it? Mm. Not saying, not, And I'm not saying everybody knows that you're blowing it. I don't think that's the case. But I'm saying there, there are a lot of organizations that the leader's blowing it, and everybody sees it, and he just won't say anything, or she won't say anything, and they're acting like everything's okay. The authenticity is huge. Like when, when something, when something, when somebody's blowing it and they can admit that they're blowing it, like, oh, you know what? I'll roll with you even more now. Mm. You know what? My sword is committed to you. I, I, I've been watching. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You, uh, you have my sword. Yeah. Lord, you have my and sword. And my hammer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, dude, this is so good. Thank you uh, once again for taking the time. Uh, thank you for being involved in this, uh, breathing into me, breathing into the soapstone, breathing into the people that are in the soapstone, breathing into the people that don't even know what virtual reality is, but might've just stumbled onto this podcast. It, no uh, uh, it is valuable. You're valuable. Thanks, man. Oh, th- takes value to no value, brother. Takes one to know one. (laughs) Thanks for joining us on this adventure. We will be back next week with a brand new episode, and you can always find us at jasonearls.com, theunemployedalcoholic.com, or at the Soapstone Comedy Club in Horizon Worlds. We hope you enjoyed this special bonus episode of Well Metaversed with Aaron Sorrells and Jason Earls. We'll be back next time with a new episode of Clean Comedy Time.
Thanks for listening to the Clean Comedy Time Podcast. We bring comedians together performing their clean material at showcases, fundraisers, and other events. Our shows are free from course language and topics. They work for anyone, anywhere. Check out cleancomedytime.com to find an upcoming show or to bring Clean Comedy Time to you. 